How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is why the Jets will always be a loser organization. I'm not trying to pick any particular person there, but I think you need to do the math. There is no way you can tell me that you should fire it up. Now, you want to say that Douglas, when he made the hires, should not have allowed Salah to hire an inexperienced offensive coordinator? Now, you're then taking the power away from a head coach, which is one thing that you'd want to give a head coach. Any head coach that's worth anything is going to want to pick his staff. I don't care if it's a rookie head coach or not. And in this case, obviously, it is a rookie head coach or was with Robert Sala. So he's going to pick his buddy, Mike LaFour. I told you I hated the combination of rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie quarterback beyond rookie quarterback. That combination is a disaster. It is set up to fail. Guess what they did the first two years? Fail. Now, the caveat was that they did hire Greg Knapp, and unfortunately, Greg Knapp passed away. Nothing they could do about that except potentially replace that spot where Robert Sala then said, I want the room to be quieter or quiet. I don't want to replace that that spot. Mistake. That's mistake, not number one, but that's a mistake that's in there that maybe could have helped absorb the loss of Greg Knapp. But you can't just use this all as the excuse that, the excuse that well, Greg Knapp was supposed to be our guy. He passed away. Okay, that sucks. Obviously, it's unfortunate. But you have to find somebody else because you're still going into the year with a rookie head coach, a rookie offensive coordinator, and a beyond rookie quarterback. And what do the Jets do? They play Zach Wilson. They shouldn't have. They should have had a veteran there. They should have had a veteran offensive mind. Year one, not very good. Year two, I would argue even worse because of the way things went that Zach Wilson never had the proper mentor. He was never coached the right way. Now, he take, he needs to take accountability, too. He's got a bad attitude. He's arrogant. I mean, you can't accept that. Arrogant both on and off the field. Maybe he doesn't think he needs to put in the work. Maybe he doesn't think he needs to watch the film or do the little things that it will allow him to complete a five-yard out, for goodness sake. So it's not just on the structure of the organization, but that's a big part of it. And then it's on the quarterback, the one that they drafted. And look, I mean, really, I know Joe Douglas can do no wrong around here, but he's the one who hired Salah. He let Salah pick his coaches, which he should do, but rookie offensive coordinator. And he's the one who picked Zach Wilson. So Joe Douglas is the one that put this together. And the one thing I've been saying to you for the last several days here, after, or the last week, whatever, after the Jets season mercifully came to an end after the last you know seven weeks, 
The one thing I was saying was they need consistency. Stay the course. It's been two years with a rookie head coach and a rookie offensive coordinator and a beyond rookie quarterback. It's been two years. Stay the course. And already they can't help themselves. There is no way you can tell me, and I know the reports are out there that, oh, this is a mutual party. Bull crap. There's no way you can tell me that Robert Sala, for starters, made this decision. I know he didn't make this decision. I don't have to know Sala to know that this was not his call. There's no way he would he would fire his best friend like that. After two years, Sala had talked about, matter of fact, there were conflicting reports. Where the reports early in the day saying, oh, the Jets are going to look to get a uh, you know, veteran offensive mind, as Sala alluded to, and still stick with the four. And then the decision comes out, we're going to move on. And they try to make it like, oh, other teams are calling and are interested. Mike, what do you want to do? Do you want to take those opportunities or do you want to stick it out here? Bull crap. I would be willing to wager. Go to Superbook Sports. I would be willing to wager that Woody Johnson was unhappy. I mean, look, every Jet fan is unhappy with the way things have gone was unhappy and made a decision to move on from LaFleur because somebody's got to be the scapegoat. And instead, not seeing the big picture, realizing that, hey, you dummy, the best way for things to get turned around is staying the course. Right or wrong, they all needed year three together. And this is why the Jets will never win. They're a dysfunctional mess. It may not seem like it. And I'll be honest with you. Robert Sala, he doesn't deserve this stuff. LaFleur one day, he's going to be a decent coach again. He might not have been ready for this opportunity. Certainly not in New York. Certainly not with the quarterback situation the way that it was. They needed a veteran guy there. But you can't go back and undo what was done. So what do you do? Moving forward, you say, okay, this hasn't worked for two years, but we hired. If you're Joe Douglas, you say, I hired Robert Sala, and he trusts LaFleur, you guys got to figure it out. Now, if you don't get it done year three, depending on the, you know, I'm not saying that it's, oh, it's playoffs or bust mandate. I know everybody likes to throw that out there, but that's stupid too. You have to see how it goes. I mean, what if the Jets won 10 games and didn't get in? What if the offense was great? But the Jets didn't, you know, miss the postseason on the last day of the year for whatever reason. It shouldn't just be playoffs or bust. It's stupid. Every three years, it's going to be the same thing. Oh, if after three years you don't make it, sometimes you need a little bit more time. This team is progressing nicely, actually, in year two. You can see the growth. Now, with Zach Wilson and the offense overall, that's the biggest issue. But don't you think that if you stayed the course with Sala and LaFleur and brought in a veteran offensive mind to help both those guys out and brought in a mentor to Zach Wilson, that would be a better scenario than what they're in now? Or even if you didn't want to go with a veteran quarterback to uh, to go with Zach Wilson, you wanted to go bring in a different guy to just try to win now and forget Wilson, I can understand that too. What the Jets have done here is the... Now, it's obvious. I mean, we knew they were going to do it. 
but it is the first sign yet again in letting us know that they have no clue. How do you think this is going to end? What do you think is going to happen? They're going to hire some offensive coordinator. He's going to come in and all of a sudden the offense is going to be great. What's going to happen is they're still not going to have a good quarterback next year. Because even if they go get Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not going to be good enough. Derek Carr, not going to be good enough. And even if they bring in the guy that I wanted was Matt Ryan to develop uh, Zach Wilson. Even if they do that, Zach Wilson's not going to be good enough next year. So it could be Ryan for half the season, whatever, or the first four, five, six, whatever it may be. Then you go to Wilson. Wilson's not going to be good enough next year because this is, they're grading it on year three. In reality, it should be a true restart in year one. That's the way that I would do it if I were Woody Johnson. Now, unless you're telling me you're going to blow up the whole thing and go get Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, you're going to do that? Different story. Similar to what, even though I hated it, similar to what Arizona did when they fired Wilkes and dumped Rosen and then they brought in Kingsbury and Murray. How'd that work out, by the way? If you believed Robert Sala was the guy, let him be the guy. And that means let him make the decisions on the coaching staff. So here's how this is going to go. LaFleur is now out, right, which everybody wanted. Oh, and then you hear some of the reports. Oh, the the noise, the outside noise got to the Jets organization. That's another thing. They shouldn't be listening to the outside noise. I mean, I'd love it if you listen to me, 1 to 5, 12 to 5, 2 to 5, whenever I'm on, but you shouldn't be listening to the outside noise. You could listen to me and be entertained. Don't listen to what I have to say, although Matt Ryan would be a great addition to your team. You get the point. They should not be letting the letting any of the outside opinions, whether it's fans, whether it's media members, it should not impact what is going on decision-wise in that building. And it is. And that's a problem. So LaFleur's gone. Now what? Now you're going to go find a new offensive coordinator who your head coach doesn't really want to work with because he knows that he's next. He knows he's next. Now you put Robert Sala in a spot. It's not like he doesn't have enough pressure. Now you put Sala in a spot where he's got to work with the new offensive coordinator in his third year, basically work under the playoffs or bust mandate, still doesn't have a quarterback. What do you think's going to happen? You think all of a sudden the Jets are going to go out there and win 10, 11 games with a new offensive coordinator and make the postseason? I got news for you. They're not. And then if they don't make it, Joe Douglas is going to get fired too. And you're going to bring a new guy and do it all over again. You need consistency. You can't demand winning right away. Douglas obviously been here longer than Sala and LaFleur. But it's been two years. Not only two years, growth has been shown. We've seen it. We've seen growth. Believe it or not, we've seen growth from Adam Gase. The Adam Gase years. We saw growth from year one to year two with Robert Sala. You hired him for a reason. Let him be the guy that you hired him to be. Sink or swim. Success or failure. Ride it out. What's the urgency? To get the next guy in that you're going to fire? It's stupid. 
and the Jets have been a stupid organization and continue to make moves that just don't make sense. You think a new offensive scheme is going to work? Come on now. And you know that the opinions in the building are torn, which means there's going to be a clear fracture there. If you don't have everybody pulling in the same direction, you've got nothing. So there's a fracture there, whether it's from ownership to the coach, whether it's from ownership to the GM to the coach. There's a fracture there. And I guarantee you, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, when they are eventually fired, which is inevitable, whether it's at the end of next year, the year after, whatever, they will be better off elsewhere. And if you're a, like, if I'm Jim Harbaugh and I see what the Jets have done, I'm thinking to myself, why would I go there? I'm not getting back into the NFL and going to the Jets, which is why maybe the Jets always end up with first-time head coaches, guys want to get an opportunity. They don't They don't have a choice. They might not have a choice, so they choose the Jets. You know, the one guy that you know, no matter what, would go coach the Jets. And we talked about this years ago when he left or when they fired him. You know who Woody Johnson loves. You know it. And would anybody be shocked if we're sitting here exactly one year from today talking about Rex Ryan being the head coach of the Jets once again? Woody loved them. They had some success in 2009, 2010, even though to me that was Eric Mangini's teams. Rex was the head coach. They had some success in easy, you know, the fans still love them. Jeff fans are blind to it because of the success that he had. I mean, is that where we're going here? Toward Rexy again? I wouldn't be shocked, and the reason why I wouldn't be shocked is because Woody Johnson is sticking his nose in the football operations. I get it. He's the owner. He can do whatever he wants. But that is why the Jets have been a failure of an organization. If you don't have consistency, you have nothing. Stay the course. They needed to stay the course, and they didn't. And this is now the first salvo to be fired here, where I guarantee you it leads to the eventual dismissal of Robert Sala, and we're back to square one again. And potentially Joe Douglas as well. Back to square one again. New GM, new head coach, let's try it all again. Instead of just, hey, we hired all these guys two years ago for a reason. They were young. We knew it. There were going to be some learning curves. Let's see if we could stick it out and see if there's significant improvement in year three. If not, we'll make a decision. But you can't be having the coaching carousel, quarterback carousel, every freaking year. You can't do it. I was hoping that they would have been smarter. I was wrong. It's not a surprise to anybody, but it's the wrong move. And it's not because I believe on the floor as an offensive coach or an offensive coordinator. It's the wrong move because it's, At least a year too soon. And now what? You think a new offensive coordinator is going to solve your problems? Please. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
band going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan. Maybe Jerry. Jerry was in Northwestern. Another big Jerry's not on fleeks. Jerry's out because he was with uh, Rutgers with another big win against Northwestern. You know, Jerry and I once traveled to Northwestern together, as a matter of fact, as a part of the Columbia broadcast team. Those were the days. I missed those road trips with Jerry. Anyway, Rutgers with another big win. Maybe they could do some damage here in the tournament. Anyway, Jerry's out. So who's in? CeeLo, I'm assuming? Alan CeeLo? I believe so, yes. Alan CeeLo will have the warm-up show for you coming up at 5. We have the shorter show today as a start of the one. We'll get into... You know, the the Mets statement, which I found funny, and also, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Encouraging, maybe, would be the word uh, that I would look for there. Uh, And obviously, we got, uh, you know, the the football to look forward to, wild card weekend, although there are two games where you talk about extreme disappointment, no Tua, no Lamar. That hurts two of the six games. I mean, that's a it, it's a problem. Anyway, you look at it, it's a problem because if Lamar plays, the Bengals Ravens becomes the best game on the board, in my opinion. And if Tua plays, at least the Dolphins have a chance. Without Tua, forget it. Why show up? I mean, these games. It, it, the Bills essentially get a bye week. Plus, I was at the Nick game last night. Went to the world's most famous arena. Me and Hector in Washington Heights. We had some fun and. There's a story that I wasn't sure I was going to tell, but I think I am going to tell it um, because I have to. It's just, I mean, you know, radio at times is, it's like reality shows, right? Can't do this. I wouldn't do this on SNY, but on radio, it's, you're getting the real life story. And there's something that happened that I'm still uh, kind of in shock of at the, at the Nick game last night. Anyway, it was uh, a fun game, fun night to be at the Garden. Nick's got out to that huge lead. Then, of course, I thought they were going to blow it. But they didn't. They hung on and got the victory over the Pacers. So a nice win. Knicks are solid. They're solid. R.J. Barrett back. Uh, looked good early, but then returned to form with his inconsistent shot. They're, they're a solid team. They'll be a playoff team. And Brunson makes them uh, you know, a legitimate team. Not a legitimate championship contender, but he makes them a legitimate team. He has been everything and more than they could have ever asked for. 877-337-6666. Bob is calling from Trumbull, Connecticut. What's up, Bob? Hey, how's it going, Sal? It's uh, it's a privilege to be able to talk to you. I've been listening a long time. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to call. What's on your mind? So I just wanted to talk about the the Jets and what I think is going on. I I think this is really just uh, a, a, a an amount of a, like lack of leadership, just based on you know three guys that were inexperienced, you know, the first time. And probably when they started to question themselves, didn't really have anybody, you know, like a Coughlin or something to, to turn to, you know, for what they've done in the past. And I think the, the, the initial problem was, I think, when Robert Salas started with the receipts. And, uh, and, and I think Zach Well, it's Wilson before that. Salas started with the receipts this year. It's before that. Yeah. By the way, I don't even think, I don't think Robert Salas is the problem. I would go back to the structure with Joe Douglas, the way that right. he set it up with Wilson. And clearly, it was obvious week one, year one for Zach Wilson, he wasn't ready. Yet they threw him to the Wolves. He wasn't ready, and LaFleur wasn't ready. Of the three, Sala, LaFleur, Wilson, Sala's the furthest along here. I mean, he's actually got a shot. The other two look clueless. But that doesn't mean you fire one and dump the other. And right now, they've already fired one. And now it's Sala and Wilson are left standing. That's after two years. That cannot be the case. No, and, and I think where how this is affecting Zach Wilson is 
you know, he has somebody over his shoulder, you know, Mike White, whereas opposed to, you know, Eli Manning, he had Kurt Warner. You know, they had somebody there to, to, to nurture them along. And, and the, these guys are just feeling the pressure of someone else over their shoulder. And I, I think Zach Wilson took on the the persona of his coach, and he started bringing that into the media. and wasn't weathered. And honestly, after it was all said and done, didn't have anyone to back him up. And, and the media slaughtered him, and his team left him. And he didn't even sue up for the next couple games. They destroyed that kid. They, they just got to get rid of the three of them and start all over. Well, that is an interesting thing that you bring up. Because I've been saying all along, you can't do this. You hired these guys. Let it finish out. Stay right. the course. However, now that they fired LaFleur, you might as well just blow the whole thing up. Because yeah. the way that yeah, you were... You the way it was set up to to begin with, that's now ruined. And right. you don't know that anybody's going to be able to come here and save Zach Wilson. And I hate the idea of now a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive system for Wilson again. The only way that they should have operated with this current group was to give it one more chance and have next year basically be the first year where you're normally right. – you see, Bob, normally coaches get like that third year, right? All right, the third year is the make-or-break year. But this was an inexperienced triumvirate from the beginning. So you have to give them an extra year or so. Really, this year could be considered year one, where the first year was like pre-K. They needed to stay the course with these guys and let it let it play out. They didn't, and now I'm of the belief, if you're going to do that, you might as well just blow the whole thing up and start from scratch again. Yeah, and they have some assets there in, in Wilson and White, and they got to bring in a guy with some experience. You know, some, well, I'm not, White's who, not going to be the quarterback. I would not keep Mike White myself. No, I mean an asset, a trading asset. Well, he's you know, he's going to be a free agent, Mike White. Oh, okay. I believe uh, he's a free agent after this year. So, okay. but but the point, and thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate checking in. There is some talent there, but then do you blow it up as far as Joe Douglas goes, or do you let Joe Douglas make another hire? See, that's what I mean. They're in a weird spot now. They made this decision two short years ago, and they won. More games this year than almost everybody expected that they would win. So what are they doing? Why would you do that? You can't make knee-jerk reactions every two years. You can't do it. I mean, you can do it, but you're not going to be a well-run, well-functioning organization. That's the problem. Ah, this doesn't look good. So the only way they're going to have success or or continuity is if somebody comes in right away and has immediate success, year one, year two, you got to get it done? Do you realize how long it takes for a general manager to get his guys in place? I mean, we're just seeing that now with Joe Douglas. We're just seeing it now. And it worked. A lot of it worked this year. By the way, not to mention, they lost Vera Tucker and they lost uh, Brees Hall. Two of their best offensive players. Like, what are you doing firing the coordinator? You're going to go get Daryl Bevel? Nathaniel Hackett? I mean, what are the Jets, what are the dummy Jets going to do now? And then you're going to put a coach working with Solid that he doesn't want because you know he wanted the floor. You also know that he knows, because of the way that they've operated, that he's next. 
It's not. They screwed up. They screwed this up for no reason. So if you're going to do that, you might as well just blow the whole thing up and go get a known head coach, if you could find one that would come here. Go get a veteran quarterback, one that you know you don't have to worry about. He may look Garoppolo, whatever. I mean, he may suck. He may be average. But at least as a veteran quarterback, you don't have to worry about developing Zach Wilson. If that's what you want to do, then go do it. And then stop taking quarterbacks. Because the one thing the organization has proven is that they cannot draft and develop a quarterback. They've proven that. It, what, it just so just so happens that they're not picking the right guys every time they're not picking the right guys? Tony's calling from Spring Lake. What's up, Tony? Hey, Sarah, how you doing tonight, all right? How are you, Tony? Good, good, good. Uh, I cannot agree with you more that this was a knee-jerk reaction, um, especially with that Vera Tucker and losing Brees Hall. I'm not saying LaFleur's great or anything like that, but either had to go another full year or get rid of Salah and LaFleur. Because that I, I 100% agree with you. But I have a question for you. If we go with a veteran, do you go with those Garoppolo, Derek Carr, or do you attempt to go in that Lamar, Aaron Rodgers type thing? Well, what am I trying to do? You're saying you, are you forgetting about Zach Wilson? Like that's it's it for Zach Wilson? Are you keeping him? What's your what's your plan with that? My well, my thought was if you let's say you went with the Aaron Rodgers route. Aaron Rodgers got a year, I think he's got a year left on his contract. Um, you trade for him, you let Aaron play for a year or two, you let Zach sit behind him, you can re-sign Zach as a backup. Okay, so so I've been saying all week that in that case where I, and this is what I would do. First of all, I wouldn't have fired LaFleur, and that's why I think they've already screwed up. Now, and I, I agree with you. I wouldn't have hired him to begin with, but that's not me, and I can only work with what, what they've done, right? So, you can't go back that far. I wouldn't have hired him to begin with, but they did. I also wouldn't have let Zach Wilson be thrown to the Wolves the way that they did it, but they did. So with all that has happened in the last two years, everything that we've seen, the good and the bad and the ugly, I this year would say, okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go hire, whether it's Gary Kubiak or some other veteran offensive mind, I want him to lead the offensive coaching staff. Let LaFleur still continue to call plays, but obviously the game plan is going to be going over with a veteran offensive a mind doesn't have to be the coordinator. Whatever you want to see, the guy who oversees the offense. But Lafleur can call the plays. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I would say I am trying to salvage Zach Wilson. That's my main priority. It's not about trying to win games this year. Obviously, you still want to win games this year. But my number one priority is to develop this franchise quarterback. We drafted him for a reason. We believe he's the guy. This is my number one priority for me. The best way to do that would be to bring in Matt Ryan, assuming he gets released by the Colts. I would bring in Ryan because he's familiar with that offense. And by the way, this is before LaFleur. He's familiar with that offense. And there's no better character guy, no better face of the franchise, leader, quality human being than Matt Ryan. So you have a veteran. I'm sorry. Let me just finish and I'll let you counteract. So you have Matt Ryan, who's a veteran of this offense, one of the MVP in it, a great face of the franchise for many years with the Atlanta Falcons. A guy who knows what he's doing, high-character individual, commands a lot of his players. He can help not only a young team, but specifically he could mentor Zach Wilson. That's what I would do, and then have them compete, and then maybe have Matt Ryan start the first three, four games, then hand it over, hopefully, to a ready Zach Wilson. 
and that would have been a great plan. But now that, and I agree with you, now, but now that we got rid of LaFleur, LaFleur is gone. Do we, do we, personally, I believe that we need to, obviously, Veritaker was a huge loss. Becton's been what Becton has been. Maybe beef up the O-line. Obviously, we got to try to still work with Zach. But if that opportunity... Well, I don't know. Why do they have to work with Zach then? Why do do they have to work with Zach? If they're giving up on the offensive coordinator after two years, why not give up on the quarterback after two years? What's the difference? Well, I don't think they should have given up on the offensive coordinator. Right, but we're here now, right? So so here's the next point. They, what you and I would do, Tony, might be different. They need to figure out, first and foremost, what the plan is with Wilson. I've heard Joe Douglas say it. I've heard Robert Sala say it. They're going to develop this kid one way or another. Well, if that's the goal, there is nobody better to do so than Matt Ryan. Aaron Rodgers, while he's a great quarterback, still, I think even today, he's not as great as he once was. He's not the right guy to develop anybody. He's not going to be a mentor to anybody, even if Zach Wilson looked up to him. Now, if you're asking me the options behind my idea of Ryan, Rodgers might be atop the list because I don't like Derek Carr. I don't like Garoppolo. Uh, you know, Lamar's his injury history would worry me. So maybe Rodgers would be the best option outside of Matt Ryan. But I don't even think it's realistic. You think Rodgers wants to come to the Jets? Well, no, I'm not necessarily saying Ryan wants to come to the Jets because why? You know, why does anyone really want to come to the Jets with this the way this organization's been run for the last 20 years? But if now that their OC is gone, if they took that in the fan, if they took an individual, an OC that Rodgers got along with, because it seems pretty clear Rodgers is done in Green Bay. And he comes there for, I think he's got one year left on his contract, I believe. And they take an OC that Ryan, that Rodgers gets along with. I mean, with this, because I, I personally think Joe Douglas has been a, done a pretty decent job drafting. Um, and you get that offensive coordinator that gets along with Aaron Rodgers. You get Vera Tucker back. Becton, maybe a guy can lose some weight. And, and, and with Brees Hall, you'd have a, hypothetically, Decent team. Offense. You know, you'd have you'd have a decent team. I mean, do you think the Jets right now, in all those scenarios that you pictured or, or painted there, do you think that the Jets are better than the Packers were this year? If Vera Tucker and Brees Hall did not get injured, then I, I think we were better than the Packers this year. You see, yes. I don't. And I think, if the and thank you for the call, Tony. Best case scenario, you're on par with what the Packers were this year. Best case. Maybe slightly better, but it's not that big of a difference. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have had better teams than this year, and they still didn't get the job done. So I I guess my question to you would be, why do you, and you're not alone, other Jeff fans think the same thing, aside from the itch to win now, which every sports fan is going to have, but you have to understand that there are growing pains along the way. The Jets have suffered through enough of them. You should know. And if the same thing that you've been doing year after year after year, firing guys every two, three years, if that hasn't been working, why would you continue to do it? It hasn't worked. You've tried it that way. Why don't you try something else, like actually staying the course for a change? So I guess my question is, uh, you're looking at it like, yeah, you want to win now. But Aaron Rodgers is not going to take the Jets to the Super Bowl. They're not there yet. They're better. They're potentially playoff bound next year if a lot of things break their way. They're not Super Bowl ready yet. 
with or without Aaron Rodgers. So my thought is not try to win now and forget developing the quarterback for the future because I don't think Garoppolo, Carr, or even Aaron Rodgers make them good enough to legitimately win now. I do think that if everything worked out the way that they expected with Zach Wilson, he could be a guy that might be able to take them to another level. Now, we're talking about years down the road, and obviously after what we've seen the first two years, who could say that Zach Wilson could do anything? But I feel like that's the best way out to draft and develop as opposed to one year of Aaron Rodgers, as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo, who the Niners couldn't wait to get rid of. I would be looking to first and foremost develop Zach Wilson. Now, if they're not going to do that, then I think they just need to blow the whole thing up and start over again. Hard to say that, though, with Joe Douglas. They're, again, in between. That's what's so frustrating about it. Doug is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Doug? Hello, sir. How are you? Uh, Good, Doug. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Um, I've been a Jet fan since... I'm sick. I just turned 61. I have a photo somewhere up in my attic of when I was about seven or eight. With I had, I got a Joe Namath uh, football outfit. I have a photo of me with the Joe Namath. Now, unfortunately, I don't remember the '69 Super Bowl, but I've been a Jets fan, die hard, you know, for the last 50 over 50. Right, years. and you've died hard. Died hard, and except for like the mm. '80s when you had the Gastono and Klecko, mm. and then when you had Rex Ryan, it's it's been well Parcells. I mean, you you skipping over Parcells yeah. there got him to okay. the AFC Championship game, well, a half a football yeah, away from the Super Bowl, from losing the Super Bowl to the Falcons. That's but, true. Yeah. That's true. But uh, there's certainly been a lot more losing than winning, <laughs> and uh, but I would say the. the I just wanted to mention about Zach Wilson. I I was at the game um, when they played. Uh, who did they play when they got beat at the very end uh, uh, on the the, the Jacksonville? Uh, yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah. And um, you know, I you just you, I hate to say you're used to it, but it's just the killer. It seems like they get you up, <laughs> and then just to. Well, you knew at that point they were in trouble. I mean, that was an awful game. But, I mean, that was an awful game to go to. It was an awful ending to the season. And thank you for the call, Doug. Appreciate checking in. The the problem is it's the same old Jets. I don't have any problem with Salah saying the receipts comment. He should be talking like that. Now, we all knew better because we know that they weren't going to be any good. We all knew better. He didn't. He wanted to believe in his team. And now he's starting to see. But do you think it's Robert Salah's fault? Do you think it's Mike LaFleur's fault? Do you think it's Joe Douglas' fault that it's the same old Jets? These guys weren't here before. Or could it be somebody else in that building? Hmm, let me think about who. That might be causing some issues, sticking his nose in the football operations and driving these guys nuts. One of the things I liked about Joe Douglas hiring Sala was that he let Sala pick his staff. That's the way that it should be. Good or bad, right or wrong, that's the way that it should be. Now, the mistake I think that they made, I've I've gone over this, is having all three of those guys be rookies, head coach, offensive coordinator, and quarterback. And now the even bigger mistake is that how can you expect those three guys 
What would you want in two years? Like, let's dream up the best case scenario. What did you think would be the best case scenario with a rookie head coach, offensive coordinator, and beyond rookie quarterback after two years? What'd you think? What's the best case scenario? The reality is the best case scenario would have been contending for a playoff spot, which they kind of did. Now, you would have liked to have seen more development from the quarterback, but with the odds stacked against them, the way that they had it structured from day one, there was no way you were going to see any legitimate rise from Zach Wilson in year two. No way. Not to mention they got hurt to start the year. Not to mention that they were actually winning games outside of the New England games, and then they benched him for other reasons. It wasn't even his poor play. It was more of his bad attitude. It's just it's one wrong turn after another, and all of them add up, but they all go down the same road, and that's to failure. And here they are again where we were just hoping they would stay the course for once and they move on from the offensive coordinator, which you know is just the first domino to fall. Eight is the first domino, first chip. Uh, I don't know. I don't play dominoes, but I do eat chips. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. The fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Looking forward to a football Friday tomorrow. We're on at 2 tomorrow. We should have Taylor Mathis, hottest picks in the game, coming up at 3. We'll do the perfect parlay at 340. All that tomorrow on a football Friday ahead of the wild card weekend. I can't call it super wild card weekend. It's just not eh. Super Bowl, sure. Wild Super wild card weekend. To me, it's just wild card weekend. Jim is calling from Morris Plains. What's up, Jim? Sally, baby, good morning. How are you? Good, Jim. Good morning. How are you today? Not too bad. Not too bad. So I, I kind of disagree with you on everything you're saying. Um, I think they definitely should have had to make some kind of changes. When you don't score a touchdown in the last three games, you have to hold somebody accountable and make a change. Right. So now how is this going to solve it? How is it? How is this going to solve the problem? Well, well they have to... 
I would hire like a guy like Matt Nagy, who's on the Chiefs staff now. The uh, yeah, he's with the Chiefs, then he went to the Bears, and now he's back. Well, I mean, I think the biggest uh, uh, disagreement I have with you is Zach Wilson is unsolvable like all right so so then that's fine if you can't right right he's terrible so you gave up on a franchise quarterback after two years just like sam darnold right no i i that's the thing i wanted to keep sam darnold well they didn't draft the quarterback i know but and that was a mistake i I agree fair enough i mean I, i i don't think it was a mistake necessarily but the point is you can't keep doing it one way or another whether you whether you like darnold or i like wilson doesn't really matter they have to pick one and stick with it yeah, but Wilson is not the answer. And you say, like, Lamar Jackson is injury-prone. In his two seasons that he's played, Zach Wilson's missed games. Like, I get he's it. More he's, he's brittle. He's, he's inaccurate. He's a head case. Like, I, nobody likes him on the team. They all right, so, all right so, so fair enough. So, that, so your opinion is of you're happy with the firing of the coordinator. You don't want the quarterback. So what do you do? You stick with Robert Sala? And what, what would be your answer? What's your solution next year? I think the answer is higher, like a guy like Frank Reich, or uh, to lead the offense who's respected around the league. Okay, who's gonna get the most out of a quarterback, or like a guy like Matt Nagy who's working with Patrick. No, no, I got that. Then what? Then what? So you hire a good offensive coordinator. Okay, then what? Then I I like Matt Ryan. Um, He maybe he uh, comes in with Frank Reich, and because he knows Frank's system from this year. Yeah, but they they um, suck together. Like I don't. Matt Ryan was horrible under Frank Reich's uh, leadership there in, in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like you said, he's okay. Then I would go get Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you, you need somebody to stabilize the quarterback position. It's, it, you guys, have, you, you're missing. Good. I would have Matt. I would have Matt Ryan even mentor uh, Mike White. He's better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is terrible. Like he's just not the answer. And that's you know, I, and then that here's here's the bottom line, Jim. And Jeff fans may not want to hear this, or they may not want to admit it. Thank you for the call. If Zach Wilson isn't the guy, like a lot of you think, you may be right. It's certainly trending that way. If he's not the guy and he sucks and he's terrible, you're screwed. You're screwed because there is no good answer outside of that. That's the reality. Not Aaron Rodgers. Not somebody else's franchise quarterback that's going to retire in a year. That's a dream anyway. You're not getting Aaron Rodgers anyway. It's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Think about the franchise quarterbacks that the Jets fan wants to be their franchise quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't done enough with all that talent, by the way. I would argue Aaron Rodgers is the most gifted quarterback I've ever seen. The most physically gifted quarterback I've ever seen. The way he can move, the way he throws the football, pinpoint accuracy, his quickness, all the above. One of the most gifted quarterbacks I've ever seen. He's won one Super Bowl and disappointed many, 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 many other times. Anyway, that aside, he's on his last legs. This is it for him. He barely doesn't even know if you don't even know if he wants to play. And then if he does want to play, you think he's coming to the Jets? But let's just say he does. That's what you want to be a franchise quarterback? Then what? What happens when he retires in a year? Then what? Okay, Aaron Rodgers, let's move on from him. Jimmy Garoppolo is the other guy that you want. The same guy that the 49ers couldn't get couldn't wait to get rid of. They couldn't they were so excited to go with Trey Lance. They didn't want Garoppolo. And nobody else does either. He's a backup. He's a game manager. 
That's the quarterback that just that you're saying, oh, we got to get rid of our future with Zach Wilson because he sucks. So we're going to go get Jimmy G. Okay, another cast off by the Niners. The other guy, Derek Carr, puts up big numbers at times. The Raiders benched him and are going to go with Jared Stidham, who, by the way, played the best game at quarterback for the Raiders this year in his first start. Derek Carr's been nothing but a loser as a quarterback with the Raiders. And let's say that you get good Derek Carr. It's it's best case is Kirk Cousins. Those are the answers. Now, Lamar Jackson, sure, that might be the most sound answer. However, the one thing that Lamar Jackson has benefited from greatly has been the coaching. John Harbaugh is an excellent head coach. And the bigger issue, instead of worrying about Harbaugh, you know, Lamar without Harbaugh, the bigger issue would be how bad are the injuries with Lamar as they keep piling up. He keeps getting hurt. He can't make it through a full season, which, by the way, is a shock to no one when you run as much as he does. He's a quarterback that runs. He does not throw the football. And he's had issues in the postseason. So that's the guy that you want, Lamar Jackson. That's where you're ready to go. And that may be the best option. So all those great options out there for the Jets, I don't know how they're going to pick just one. I mean, really, it's a very tough decision. All those great options out there. That's why, for me, I look at that and say, the only way out, at least right now, is to develop Zach Wilson. Not going to be easy. It's not a true year three. It's basically a year one. That's their way out. Like it or not, that's their reality. You don't get to go all in and move on from Sam Darnold and make the second pick of the uh, uh, second overall pick of the draft, Zach Wilson, and then two years from that say, okay, well, we're going to redo it again. Doesn't work like that. Those are decisions you make, and you're stuck with them for a while. That's why they set the franchise back if you get them wrong. And you're ready to say that you got it wrong already when it's only two years. Two convoluted years at that. Chris in Shrub Oak, New York. What's up, Chris? Sally, what's up, buddy? How are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm working, but I wish I was on the beach in Aruba. Oh, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. February 3rd. See ya. I'll tweet pics. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Um, yeah. I was asking Fleegs this. Do you think if the defense didn't play as well as they ended up playing, because, you know, they were ranked last the year before, so if they weren't as good as they were and the team didn't, you know, do you think he would have still did this firing before? Um, like, in other words, do you think he's looked at the defense as this good and he's like, oh, we got to get, you know. Yes, I do. Get, I do think. Now, the offense, is, was, the offense was really bad, and the numbers were even worse. But, yeah, I think the fact that the Jets' defense seemed light years ahead of the offense, I think that even though we all know that there were reasons for that, I think that that ultimately um, sealed the fate of the floor. Somebody had to pay because the offense wasn't up to par. Right. And, you know, there was that, that stat came out. Uh, Brian Costello was talking about it the other night. If the Jets' offense would have scored 21 points a game, the Jets would have been 12-4. and four. Yeah, but that's assuming that the defense would have done what they did, which the defense, when given leads, blew the leads too. So it's not like the defense was this great defense. 
This is not 2009, no, 2010. I, no, no, I, I get it. I get it. Like, I where know, is he getting that from? Was, How do you know? Oh, if the Jets, yeah, mathematically. The games aren't played mathematically. They're played on the field. No, right. I, I got you. I got you. And, you know, the whole thing with Zach, like, you know, they drafted him number two. They, there was no QB competition when he came in, and they slapped the captaincy on his chest. What did they think was going to happen? Correct. Correct. They nope. handed him. They gave. Yeah. They they gave it all to him instead of having him earn it. And a better coaching staff, a better structure in the organization would have never have done that. But do you think like Fleegs thinks it's all it was all Woody that wanted him starting and this and that and it had nothing to do with the coach? I don't. I don't. I, I look. Here's the thing, Chris, and thank you for the call. And Fleegs and I have talked about this off the air, and we'll talk to we talk to Fleegs about it on the air maybe next hour. As well, I can't get into, I don't know. So I would be guessing and assuming, which, you know, what happens when you assume. I would hope that you hire a general manager, you let that general manager make his decisions. The general manager then hires the head coach. He lets that head coach make his decisions. The way that they all made it seem was that Robert Sala was the one who made the call to go to Mike White. I know, though, Robert Sala did not make the call to fire LaFleur. I mean, I don't know, like, for a fact. I'm, again, assuming, but use the, you know, do the math. Use a little common sense. I don't know, ultimately, who's telling who about the quarterback. I would hope that that is a Robert Sala, Joe Douglas thing. If the owner starts sticking his nose in, then that's a problem. And we'll find out eventually. What do you think, Marco? How soon before the Jets hire Rex Ryan back? Oof. You know what? You might have to go down that road because this is getting worse and worse. What do you think of the LaFleur thing? Would you have fired him? If you fire LaFleur, then you fire everybody and you blow the whole thing up. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I don't think that that's right after two. Like, let me ask you something. As much as you you don't like Wilson, right? Uh, no. All right, okay. I think he's a lost cause. All right, okay. Fair enough. How can you properly evaluate anybody? Sala, Wilson, LaFleur, after just two years. Like, you could think, mm-hmm. you know what, I don't see it in him, I never saw it in him, whatever. Right. But if you made that decision, how could you go away from that after two years? Again, that's all fair. But I think right now for the whole thing for the Jets is if you're going to keep Sala and you're going to put it into year three, and Joe Douglas is it's tied into this as well, mm-hmm. and so Zach Wilson. So now year three, it's playoffs or bust, right? Like, this team has to improve and has to get the playoffs. So you got to seven wins. You ended the season on a 16 losing streak. You didn't make the playoffs. Now you got to get to the postseason. So you have to come in. You have to find an offensive coordinator with a question mark at quarterback on a year three guy if you keep him or if you don't, and you have to make the playoffs. With the head coach who's on the hot seat. Is gone. Right. Who are you getting that's actually had any experience calling plays? Right, that wants Who to come into that situation. Who the hell would take that job? Right. So the only thing you could possibly get now is a retread who has no business getting any other job because this is the only thing he can get, or someone who's never done it and rolls the dice and says, you know what? Which is even worse than LaFleur in the first place. Which is why you had no experience before. You're going to have less experience? Let me paint a hypothetical here because I saw Cliff Kingsbury's name float around. You could also get the guy who thinks that, oh, I get in there, I get in the door, Sala gets out, and and which, by the way, leads to a toxic work environment with Sala. Exactly. But... Maybe you get Kingsbury with the owner thinking, great. Hey. So you get a guy that, who's a vulture who's trying to take the yeah. job of the guy that you're supposed to work for. I'm just saying that won't that's, work. 
it, it was none a, of it works. It, it's it was a beyond stupid decision. Now, I'm unless not, you blow the whole thing up, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Michael Floor is a great offensive coordinator. I honestly we don't, don't know. know. I honestly don't know. I don't know if it was all the floor, if it's all solid, if it's all will. I have no idea if they're all in it together and they all had a hand. Nobody knows. Like, yeah, there were times where it wasn't creative. Blah, blah, blah. There were times where they moved the football. There were times where they bogged down. I really, truly don't know. But it was hard to try to, to gauge that it was all the floor. All I do know is anybody that comes in now is either going to have no experience, which is worse because that was the whole point of this thing, was to get somebody with more experience, or you're going to get a guy that's got experience who's on his last job hoping that right. maybe he can salvage his career. Or like you said, a vulture who's trying to take the job of the head coach. Right, who goes in and says, oh, I know this guy's getting fired soon. Maybe I could uh, buddy up with the owner. So what do you want here? They're just a, But this is why they're a losing organization. You can't keep doing this every two years. Awful. To the Giants' credit, because I didn't think they were going to make a move from Joe Judge because of the change that they had before that. McAdoofus. What do you have? Two, three years? Two. Out. Right, two years Less. out. Yeah. Shermer. Two years and out. They weren't, they're not going to do it with Judge, right, right. or wrong. Right. Like they're gonna, but they, in their gut, said, this right. is not the right guy, right. and we're not going to stick with him just because we made two mistakes in a row before. Mm-hmm. We're going to admit this is the third mistake. We're going to go out there one more time. And now I would expect Dable's going to be there. Uh, probably Dable will outlast us. I, like, I think he's going to be there 20 years. <laughs> well, I, and again, but at least they also were smarter. They made the mistake of when they got rid of Shermer, they kept Gettleman, and they started it with the, again, you have the GM and the head coach on different timelines. Right, I hate that. And now they were smart enough when they said, look, Judge, they didn't want to move on from Judge as much as well. Uh, John Mayer, Wellington Mayer, Jesus. Yeah. They, they knew. But you're right. They knew it wasn't going to work, but they were smart enough to say, we got to clean house completely. Now, Gettleman, I mean. Right, get on the same timeline. He, yeah, he also By the way, he destroyed himself, but still, it was the idea but, that you got to get it out. But now, and you just made me think of this, you're tracing it back with the Jets to when they screwed up the timeline right. with McCagnin and Bowles. Right, and then Gase. Correct, because then Gase came in. McCagnin was still there. Then they then they get rid of him. They basically had Gase chase McCagnin. Douglas comes in. Then he's, he's got to move with Gase. Right. Gase out. Douglas hires solid. Like, right. And now they're firing the offensive coordinator. Like they're they're such a the owner goes to London doing whatever he's doing, and right. he comes back like right. they are a mess. Same old Jets. Yeah, I hate to say it. That's the case. Salah will be out. He'll go be successful somewhere else, maybe as a head coach right away. But LaFleur eventually would get his day. He'll be an offensive coordinator somewhere successfully one of these days as they grow up and learn from this. It's sad because this is New York. This should not be a a learning, uh, what's it called, learning grounds or a breeding grounds. or. <laughs> but again, it goes back to the same thing, like if, you know, the Woody Johnson aspect. Who is coming to this job simply, and everybody keeps looking at it's just the quarterback. What a as long as you got the decision. quarterback and you got the – it's not just that. There's a reason why certain franchises consistently win and certain franchises don't. It starts at the top with your ownership because we all seem to think, you know, and I'll give Fleegs a lot of credit. He's been chirping about this for uh, as long as I've known him. Right. Woody Johnson seems to stick his nose into a lot of this stuff, and it's really, it stinks from the head down. And it's Woody Johnson that's got his fingerprints on all of the He's the one constant. All of the constant problems that's there. And this is yet another move. You can't have the knee-jerk stuff. You can say, it can't work like this. But unless you've got the stomach to clean house of Douglas and Sala and move on completely, which is that's your right if you want to do. But if you're going to keep Sala... Then you got to let him pick his coaches, right. and you got to let him do his job. Correct, and they didn't do that already because they—he clearly, you know, he did not want to fire Lafleur, and Lafleur's out. 
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.